Hi everyone, I'm Jamie Hiles. I'm Lydia Judy. And I'm Derek Lamaster. This is Scream Bloody Movies, the podcast that you come to for your horror news and a movie review each week. Uh, and also the place where Sam comes to party. <laughs> is that Sam Adams? Not Sam Adams, Sam from today's movie. If you don't know who Sam is, you need that GTFO. What does that mean? Oh, my God. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> How are you doing today, Lydia? I'm doing great today. <laughs> great. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Long day at work, ready to uh, get down with the killings. Derek, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I passed that test. It was really hard. I had to get an 80%. I got an 82. So now I'm not going like to lose my job. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, it was it was a super hard test, so you know what? Shapes and colors yeah. sometimes are difficult. I know, but when you add in the squiggly lines, it gets real hard. That's when it's impossible. That's when it becomes impossible. You know, good thing they didn't ask you about uh, you know spelling. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this PG thirteen, otherwise I'd be giving you the bird. <laughs> I'll give it to you. There it is. I don't think we're a PG-13 podcast. We are, we are certainly not, and it's my fault. I drop F-bombs sometimes, frequently. I don't help it. I can't help it. But we're, re we're discussing horror movies, guys. That's true. Yeah. With all of the blood, the guts, and the bubulars. <laughs> the, the language is the least of our concerns. Yeah, right. especially when we did a podcast last week where we literally said, eat a bowl of fuck, festering fuckwads, and I believe the other one was uh, the, cool breeze, the cool breeze that came out of Roger's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best one. That's my favorite. Do you guys like that in the text chain, by the way? Yes. I was like, what is this? Why is he texting me this? <laughs> Just because it popped in my head. Oh, like, my gosh. I got to tell this because it's a great story. So, like, back in the day when we all had razor phones. Ah, yes. <laughs> the razors. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Jamie and I had watched an inappropriate movie where a guy farts. <laughs> right. In the middle of uh, stuff. But anyway, I sent that to, to Jamie's brother when he was in high school. <laughs> and he opened it up while he was in class. And all you hear is this. <laughs> These adult noises and then after. <laughs> oh, my God. He told me about it later in life. But it was, it was hilarious. I'm going to have to ask him about that next time. I That's see great. Him. <laughs> I, well, yeah, that was Zachary. That's brilliant. He... I do remember that. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm glad you remembered that. So, I will never uh, forget that. No, that's a, that's a good one. So, guys, got some horror news. And uh, for the channel and for the show, we are actually, this is the first episode, technically, the second episode of our Halloween series that's going to be running all month. That's exciting. So we're getting all into all the spooky spookies. Uh, so look out for some cool uh, Halloween content. And Halloween Kills comes out in a couple weeks. 
We might have something for you on that. And by might, I mean we will. <laughs> so let's start with the horror news. There's not a lot this week, guys. I mean, there's some, but there's some cool stuff that has dropped. So um, we'll start with this one. Um, so do you guys remember the short-lived, like, uh, channel called QB? you guys remember this? Like shorts? Sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. It was from not too, it was a couple years ago, QB. Well, QB had an original uh, series, a Sam Raimi series, called 50 States, of, 50 States of Fright. Well, now we learned that it lives again, and it's now a Roku original series. Ooh. Produced by the great Sam Raimi. Um... This Halloween, with the existing episodes, will be premiering on October 15th. Um, so it has a, a... It's launched in 2000... or So it, the show will premiere on October 29th, Friday, of the, of the new season. But the existing episodes will premiere on October 15th. An anthology series um, produced by Sam Raimi. Does that sound like something we would be into? Not at uh, all. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Sam who? The guy Sam that did Spider-Man? Talking yeah. about a lot of Sams today. <laughs> That's how they know him. The guy who did Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's exciting. I'll, I'll definitely check that. I don't have Roku TV, unfortunately. So we'll have to see what we can do to find it. But I'm, I'm uh, interested in that. I'm interested in all things Sam Raimi horror. And Sam Raimi in general. I mean, uh, into the uh, or Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is directed by Sam Raimi. So that's going to be great. His return to the superhero genre. But that's for another podcast and another time. Guys, I don't know if your little hearts can handle this one. So, the original Scream house, the iconic house from the final act of Scream, is for a limited time on Airbnb uh, with uh, uh, donations for the Trevor Project, which is for uh, at-risk um, LGBTQ uh, teens. So that's great. That's awesome. That's yeah. what it's for. But the ultimate Airbnb experience... Uh, David Arquette as Dewey will host a three, will host three one night stays for up to four people, uh, for only five dollars a night. So you, you say, have to. Did you say five dollars a night? I said five. So what you have to do is, uh, you can request to book the three individual one night stays, and then on the other one, it looks like you have to donate to the, to the thing is what it looks like. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, how would we have to do this? So, during their stays, the guests will get to experience all of the scary elements, a virtual meeting, a virtual greeting check-in from Dewey, the chance to explore the house, a movie marathon with all four screens, on VHS, by the way. Um, dedicated phone line for reaching Ghostface, classic 90 snacks, and a chance to take home screen memorabilia. Uh, so, 
plus taxes and fees, it says. So I'm wondering, it looks like it's like a donation deal. Um, we'll have to get more information on it. Once I do, I'll link it in the description when I post the episode. But guys, how awesome would that be? That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing for someone who's not terrified of Scream. <laughs> I mean, I guess you, you might come at it from that perspective, sure. But uh, <laughs> there's a ton of nostalgia uh, kind of wrapped up in that. Yeah, from absolutely. From the 90s snacks to the dedicated mm -hmm. phone line, the VHS tapes. Like, uh, man, that would be uh, a trip. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Where, do we, does it say where this place is located at? Like it's in California. Actual, it's Northern California. California. Okay. Yeah, Northern California. And the, uh, I mean, the, Derek and, Derek, you and I have talked about this before. We would love to get together and have a VHS night. Just because I have several movies still on VHS, horror movies. Uh, I think it'd be fun for us all to get together and watch these movies in the terrible VHS quality. <laughs> no. Just, I don't even mind the VHS quality. You know, the one thing that I would miss or that I I don't miss about VHS. Well, besides like I, the quality. I, yeah. No, I don't even mind that. That like that is a secondary uh, mm -hmm. feature. Uh, man, it's it's freaking rewinding and fast forward. Rewinding and fast forwarding, and the only thing that sucks as a, from a filmmaking perspective is the old uh, span, pan and scan where they cut the film like John Carpenter's Halloween which is shot in ultra widescreen you know uh, two three four what the heck just happened that was weird but you have a uh, you know you have your aspect ratio and then they they shoot it um, you know they crop it so then you do like this weird pan thing ah VHS so uh, that's interesting. This is cool. Uh, Henry Thomas is starring in an upcoming horror movie called Crawl Space. Uh, it follows a family man who must fight for survival when he finds himself trapped in the crawl space of a remote organ cabin where ruthless poachers have stashed their fortune. So, first thoughts on... on I... I'm excited that Henry Thomas has this second revival career of horror movies recently. Um, I think he was great in both the Haunting series, um, and he's great in Doctor Sleep. What are your guys' thoughts on this, and will you watch it? Sure. It kind of reminds me of a story that I heard recently, where this lady, like, was... Uh... Not to get too sidetracked, this lady went that uh, her and her husband were getting a divorce and they had a timeshare, and she like went to stay at it by herself, and then she like in the middle of the night she was completely naked and she got trapped in this closet, and I forget what trapped her in there, but like she could not get out. It was pitch dark, she couldn't see anything, and she was trying to dig her way out and then hit a water line and wow, <laughs> like, it started filling up. She never got out. She ended up. Uh, passing away but like she almost did she like tried to burrow through the wall that's to tragic. get out yeah yeah anyway thanks for bringing everything down man I by the way I I, when you said she was trapped in a closet i was gonna say with r kelly <laughs> oh that's that's terrible that is terrible Lydia, um, your thoughts about the movie 
So I'm not sure. I can't picture who you're talking about. Henry Thomas plays the younger version of the of the, the dad in The Haunting of Hill House. And he's also Elliot from E.T. Oh, okay, yes. I know exactly who you're talking about yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so he's a really good actor. Yeah, so that great. that'll be cool. Um, I like the idea of, like, the crawl space kind of thing because it's like, crawl spaces are terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's yeah. spiders. It's, like, too small. You always Cramp. feel like you're, like, about to get stuck mm-hmm. in a crawl space. I've only been in, like, one crawl space, but I, it was terrifying. Sounds like it's a terrible one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Sounds like there's a reason that was the only one you went into. Yeah, but it was my cousin's cat had some kittens down there, and I had to go see them. <laughs> so it was for a good cause, but, um, yeah, like, something about claustrophobia and, like, how how scary it could be in there with like other stress and like yeah like other people, people being in the house in. Yeah. yeah yeah sounds good yeah I'm I'm down for it too uh this next bit is um so there is a new Scott Dickerson who wrote um and directed uh, Sinister and also wrote and directed uh, the first Doctor Strange movie um has a new movie with uh, Ethan Hawke called The Black Phone, based off of a Joe Hill uh, story. And I'm going to share this with you. So it, it's, it comes out in January 2022. It's already been pre-screened with critics. The, uh, here's the log line for it. Uh, Finney Shaw, a shy but clever 13-year-old boy who's abduct, abducted by a sadistic killer and trapped in a soundproof basement where screaming is of little use. When a disconnected phone on the wall begins to ring, Finney discovers that he can hear the voices of the killer's previous victims, and they are dead set on making sure what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. Mm. Mm. Sounds spooky. Sounds good, right? It does. I'm going to share this with you guys, and we'll put it up on the uh, for the YouTube version. Um, an image of the poster for this, for of the mask, uh, created by Tom Savini. Tell me what you guys think of this. Oh, no. That looks great. Isn't that a fantastic mask? Really spooky. Yeah, it's a good... Uh, I love the, the hat, the glasses, and just the design of it is very spooky. I think if this movie turns out like we um you know like we're hoping it will if it's as good as people are saying it uh that'll become an iconic mask yeah yeah kind of looks like the joker a little bit yeah it does kind of looks like the man who laughs as well show show us what the man who laughs looks like lydia that's Uh, what he looks like yep conrad conrad bite that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Are you guys excited about that movie? I am now. Yeah, it looks good, right? It does look good. So for this next bit of news, I'm going to continue a saga that we have started a couple months ago, I think. Pretty much when we started the podcast. <clears throat> and we're continuing. That is the saga of Rob Zombie's The Monsters. <laughs> we got some new An Rob update. Zombie Monsters news. Yeah. Uh 
he Rob shared on his Instagram um, construction photos of thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane. Would you guys like to see said photos? Sure. Yes, please. All right, let's share these. We'll pop these up for you guys too. There we are in Rob's official Instagram. There it is. This was, uh, you know, last week. Ooh, Look at I like that. It. Yeah. That's crazy that they literally build an entire neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, it's on the back lot. I mean, look at this, the houses, the facades of the houses. But there's the house uh, from what we have. There's the peak, of course, the famous peak on the ground there. Um, again, does this guy, does this give you guys a little more hope for Rob Zombie's um, new Monsters movie? Yeah, the more we talk about it, the more, like, I'm, I just want to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Derek, you're, you're muted, Derek. You always do it. <laughs> Every time. Uh, I just want to see how badly he screws it up. Oh, I think he's going to do a great job. I really do. I, I hope I'm wrong and pleasantly surprised. But man, I, I think, tell well, the reason I, I, I can tell you why I personally feel like he's going to do a great job. It's because Rob Zombie absolutely loves the monsters. They mean as much to them as they probably do to you, Lee. They They are, you know. They're the monsters. So with the high regard that he holds them in, I don't think he's going to do anything that would screw them up or, or what have you. So uh, I'm excited he, for it. How did he feel about Halloween? Well, he uh, got a hold of that. <laughs> that's, that's a different beast. That's about actual murderers. This is a silly comedy. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm assuming that's what it's going to be is a comedy. That's what the monsters are. Yeah. Let's be real. Um, so the last bit of news, I found this out today and it blew my mind. Are you guys ready for this? Okay, so the Sci-Fi Channel has rebooted. On October 16th, they will release a new Slumber Party Massacre movie. Oh. With um, the Driller Killer. That's awesome. Sci-Fi? Sci-fi, yes. Sci-fi is into the business of uh, gory flicks these days. They're also the ones, re them and USA are the ones releasing the new um, Chucky series as well. So after this episode, we will do a um, breakdown of the trailer. How's that sound, you guys? Sure. What are your thoughts on this before you see the trailer? What are your thoughts on there being a new... Summer uh, Party Massacre movie, A, in one that pays homage to the original, which we haven't covered on here yet, but probably will at some point. Um, thoughts on it? I feel like I'm more open to this one than some other, you know, older horror movies that shouldn't be remade, probably. I feel like oh, this yeah. one could probably, could probably use another. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what are your thoughts? I mean, it just brings me back to my childhood. <laughs> what a childhood we had. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Uh, this one I probably saw on uh, on USA back in the day, on the, uh, like, Gilbert Godfrey's Up All Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I first saw the Toxic Avenger, so. Yeah. that I'm excited for this. I really will get into Slumber Party Massacre eventually, but it's a it's a minor 
cult classic. I, I have f- yeah. a fondness for Slumber Party Massacre for sure. Um, but the uh, like you said, Lydia, this is a property that has name recognition, name recognition, and has a nostalgic place, but also is not on the level of like Friday the Thirteenth or Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, that you really don't want them to touch with the remake. You're like, no, no, just do another sequel or whatever, but leave that original alone. So this is definitely a uh, movie that's primed for the picking. I, I do agree. And with that, that's all of the horror news this week. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, tonight's movie, it's, uh, Mike Dougherty's 2007 uh, Halloween, I'm going to say classic, uh, Trick or Treat. And what we'll do first is what we usually do is we'll go and uh, get your guys' thoughts, like your experience with Trick or Treat. Uh, um, We'll start with you, Lydia. Is this your first time watching Trick or Treat? No, it is not. I've seen this one quite a few times. Uh, My first time watching it was in high school with my best friends, and we all just sat around and watched it and had a great time. So, I mean, you can't beat that, you know? That's that's memories that you just can't beat. No, you're absolutely right. That's where it's at. Derek. This is only, like, my second or third time seeing this movie. Oh. Yeah. I have seen it... uh... And it was good the first time. I need to make it uh, part of the rotation, especially around this, uh, this time of year. But uh, yeah, it's only, only like my second time. I don't have that connection to it yet. I uh, have watched this movie for a while. I mean, I think I had seen bits and pieces of it on TV and such in the early 2000s, but not actually watched the full thing. I, I didn't really seek it out until like in to about 2013 or so uh mike doherty was a guest on the movie crypt uh adam green joe lynch's great podcast and i listened to the episode and i was like oh yeah i really want to rewatch trick or treat so i did and ever since then so almost 10 years now it's been in my halloween rotation it's uh one of the two movies i watch every single halloween day which is this and uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. I watch every... Oh, and I also watch uh, It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, as well. So <laughs> those are like the classics for me. Um, so what we're going to do, guys, um, we can decide how you guys want to go through this. Do you want to go through it by segment, since it is nonlinear? Do you want to go through it by segment? Or do you want to go through it linearly? I vote by segment. And then we can vote what segment we like the best. And then that way, if the audience wants to watch it linear, you know, through, it'll kind of be a little different. What do you think? By yeah. segment? Sure. Yeah. Okay, let's do it by segment then. So the movie opens. That's going to be this. We're still going to open and close the same way. So um, <clears throat> what do you guys think of the opening of the movie, like the, the title sequence of the movie? Not everybody at once. 
That was like our worst pause yet. That, that was the absolute worst pause. We might well, have to go cut like that. We'll cut that. Uh, It'll be two twenty-six. Yeah, we'll cut that. Twenty-six. I just sit there like a weirdo. I was like, "All right, guys." Good job, good job. I'm trying so, to picture it. That's why well, I was quiet. Uh, no, you're fine. We'll start from. We'll start. I gotcha. We'll you ready? Start, yeah, we'll start now. Uh, so. The movie opens with this cold open, really. I should, I guess I should say that. We have a cold open before the title sequence. We um, meet this couple coming home from a party. And basically we have the one guy, the guy who's like into Halloween for the most part, and his wife who is 100% not into Halloween at all. Like she completely hates it. She thinks it's stupid. Um she has like she finds a smash jack-o'-lantern uh she just hates this holiday hates this holiday and uh so her and her husband are talking she's he's dressed up like a robot by the way or like she's a, dressed uh, up like she a dressed up like a robot he's dressed up like a spaceman and uh, i thought he was dressed up like a medieval like person who cut your head off no i think he was either like, way he, he had like a ray gun on his hip oh did he yeah, I think he's supposed to be like. I just a, thought it was like a wooden slingshot. I think he's, I think he's supposed to be like a, a Buck, like a Buck Rogers type spaceman. Um, but either way, they have this dialogue, and he tells her, "You can't blow out the jack o' lantern before midnight on Halloween, or else the spirits will not be nowhere to roam." Kind of thing. It's it's superstition, yeah. and you you've got to keep the jack o' lantern lit. And she's like, "That's stupid." She blows out the jack-o'-lantern. Meanwhile, we see like somebody watching from behind a uh, a car. We see somebody, you know, we see from their point of view somebody watching her. There's this great line there on the porch, and she uh, she's talking to her husband, and he says, um, "You know, hey, it's tonight tonight." And she's like, "Go ahead and start the videotape." <laughs> So he goes upstairs to get ready for, uh, you know, wackadoo time. And uh, you. So I don't know where Lydia just went. <laughs> I got I'll mark it down. Okay, mark that down. When she gets back, we'll keep going. She's muted as well, so I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I like, it's so weird, like you and I, our houses are so quiet right now and like hers has like the background noise going on. Mm -hmm. I think it's a fan. Yes. The fan. So like it just cut out and I was like, what the hell happened? Our uh, fan is really squeaky. Is it? You okay? Can you hear me? Yeah. Everything all right? 
Jake just like left to go to Taylor's and left the dogs outside and they were just barking. Oh. Like crazy at probably a cat or something. So did you let him in and everything? Yeah. Just really annoyed. Yeah, I know. Just leave the dogs outside. We don't ever do that. I know. I, I always make sure mine are in too. All right. You ready to go? Mark down this time to restart, Derek. 31. Okay. We'll restart about talking about the uh, thing. So they, uh, he goes upstairs to have wackadoo time, and she stays downstairs to clean up, basically. She's going to tear down all the decorations early. She doesn't care what he said. And she sees him, you know, this, this point of view sees her blow out the, the, uh, the jack-o'-lantern, throw it in the trash, and you hear a gasp, <gasps> like an audible gasp. And then um, she sees this creepy guy staring at her from across the uh, street. And then you realize that he's just waiting for his ride. He gets in, leaves. And so... She's putting up the sheets, and all of a sudden, you she gets attacked by something. We don't know quite what it is yet. Mm -hmm. um, she gets attacked and is killed. And he so then um, after after that, we he comes downstairs and finds her like mutilated remains with a lollipop shoved in her mouth. And then we go into the title sequence, which is a comic booky style creep mm -hmm. show comic uh, book opening. What do you guys think of this whole cold open? Do you think they did that on purpose with the comic book thing? Yes, a hundred percent. They wanted it to I feel think like about a, that. Yeah, they wanted to feel comic booky, like creep show, since it isn't a horror anthology. What do you guys so think really, of the cold open? I liked it. Because it was, it was uh, especially like once you get through the movie, right? And, and that's one of the, the best things about this movie as you're watching it. Um, like, because it is kind of made like an anthology, but it's also completely intertwined with one another. Yeah. So it's unique in that way. And yeah. so you, you don't figure that out until later uh, in the movie. But like, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's a really, <laughs> it's a good, uh, it's a good opening. Because those are, at least the lady, uh, I forget what her name her actual name is she's kind of a well-known actress and so uh to kill her off right at the beginning was like oh wasn't she the girl in the fog remake <laughs> yes, yeah yeah i think is. she was it's, yeah uh um maggie grace right yes mm -hmm. yeah yes and then we have uh yeah we have some good other well-known actors that pop up in this later actually oh, yeah. the very next uh segment so I, I love the opening to this as well. It's really, it, it sets the tone. It, what I really love about Trick or Treat is that it feels like a, it feels like it's set in fall, right? Yes. Like the aesthetic, the, 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 the browns and the ambers and like the, the leaves and like you can feel like the, the chill in the air while you watch it. I feel like it just purpose, per, perfectly captures fall. So that opening is just sets the tone for everything because it's gory and, and spooky, but super fun. So that sets the things to come. 
which like you guys were saying, what's great about this is, is an anthology movie that is intertwined. So each mm-hmm. segment has its own story, but you find out that these stories are happening at the same time in the same town with the same people. So they're not, it's not like a, uh, you know, Tales from the Crypt situation or a creep show where each story is just a separate story. So the first yeah. antho- the first piece we're going to go through is the principle. So this opens with Thurman Merman, Derek, uh, yep. from uh, Bad Santa, walking down the street and deciding to just be a dick and knocking over jack-o'-lanterns, just smashing them. Just he's, you know, just this bully kid. He goes up to the uh, principal's house and there is a candy bowl. And it's a take one candy bowl, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's a take one candy bowl. And uh, he takes more than one. Like, grabs a shitload of them, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like well, lot. and... Uh... Yeah, and this is really where you get your first taste of uh, how this movie uh, intertwines because he's walking down the street and he's destroying all these pumpkins. And so that, you know, harkens back to the Opening. scene we just came from where they had a smash pumpkin. Smash pumpkin, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he takes all these, these, these candy, all this candy, and he's confronted by the principal, who's played by Dylan Baker, the great Dylan Baker. So he sits down and he basically starts having like a heart-to-heart with him about about responsibilities and what have you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's talking to him about all this stuff and gives him a, a candy. Says he can have a piece of candy. And he opens it and he's eating it. And as he's talking to the kid, the kid starts to, like, his stomach starts to gurgle and stuff. Yep. And then he starts throwing up black and brown bile and blood just starts coming out of his mouth. And he's That's like... vicious, too, man. Yeah. It, it's... It's, it's pretty intense. And he, you know, dies the, with the principal right there. And we find out that the principal has uh, poisoned the candy. And so he's like a, a serial killer, like a psychopath. Oh, yeah, man. So, you know, we're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So he takes... Uh, during all of this... He, we find out that he has a son at home. And his son is, is trying to watch Charlie Brown. Trying to really? do So he's, he tries to grab, he drags the body to the back of the house to bury it in the backyard, right? And while he's going through this, he has Billy yelling at him. And he's like, Billy, keep it down. You know, I told you, we'll carve the jack-o'-lantern after I'm done. And he's like, well, I keep having trouble with the eyes. He's like, well, I'll help you with the eyes when you're done. Just stop it. So me, then we're introduced to one of the funniest characters in the whole movie, which is his terrible-ass grumpy neighbor played by Brian Cox. Yeah. What do you guys think of uh, Brian Cox's character? And this segment, not in the later one. Um, well, his character is pretty terrible. <laughs> Yes, but in this segment, we don't know that yet. <laughs> well, I mean... You, uh... Go ahead, Lydia, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you kind of get the sense that he's just, like... Not a nice guy, yeah. Not a nice person, yeah. But then again, the, the other side is that there's a serial killer here, so... <laughs> right. 
Yeah, you know what I, I love? I love how you're you're introduced to a monster and then it just keeps getting like more monstrous as you keep it like yeah. the, you know pure, pulling back the layers yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah so, and definitely uh his uh the first introduction to the neighbor is like ah oh, this ridiculous curmudgeon you know old neighbor who he says some like really like funny shit to him like he's he just does. such a dick to him basically he's like hi you know how's it going sorry just trying to do this he's like I don't give a fuck. Keep it down. <laughs> yeah. Such an asshole. I like how he says, like, what are you doing? Like, burying a body or something? Hide yeah. a body? Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, oh, no, sewer backed up. Oh, it smells like... It smells like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's burying this this body, and the kid comes alive. We find out that there's that's not the only... He's not the only one in in this hole. And the kid comes alive. So he kills him. How's he killing, Derek? Oh, I mean, first he keeps stepping on him. And eventually he uh, uses the shovel. I assume he impales him or decapitates, decapitates him. Yeah, Decapitates him, yeah. So real quick, because uh, he killed uh, Thurman. That's yes. how I'm going to refer to this kid. By yeah. the way, he looks a lot like my cousin. And I will uh, demonstrate that in the... Uh, the video but anyway um he poisons him poisons thurman yes so are you under the assumption that uh that's the only person that he poisoned with the the candy or all of them were poisoned i'm assuming that most of them were poisoned that were you know at that point so maybe thurman um because he gives him a candy bar yes yes Otherwise, I feel like, man, this guy just went on a crazy murdering spree, and they would find out who he is anyway. Yeah, well, it's, they they wouldn't have a his. I guess his goal would be they wouldn't have a no a way to trace it, and he would be the last person they suspect. We find out he's the principal of the school, right? Yeah. Because as he's covered in blood when Thurman Merman pukes on him, we get a knock on the door, and he answers it, and it's uh, some trick or treaters. Yeah. Three and kids. Three kids asking for pumpkins. And so he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you can take the pumpkins. I don't care. You know, like, cool costume. And he's like, thanks. Because he's covered in uh, puke blood. Puke blood, yeah. <laughs> All over his he, shirt. Looked, so, he looked really scared, too. Like, that he didn't expect someone to, like, knock on the door. <laughs> yeah, in that he was going to be caught because he's covered in puke blood. Yeah. Well, and then one of the kids, like, definitely knows what, or has a suspicion that he mm. knows what's going on, because you can see that he's, like, scared. <laughs> it's, this uh, This is also the part where you get, it might be the first introduction to Sam. Is that right? Mm. And yes. it's hilarious, because, like, whenever uh, he takes the candy, and he turns around, and he walks off the porch, he's got, like, a dog or something in his bag. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. a rat, because he drags it down the stairs, and it's like, dum, dum, dum. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, the next trick-or-treater is Sam, which is the first time we actually see him. And we'll, we're going to say a lot about Sam in the final segment, but Sam is, like, the, the Santa Claus of Halloween. And yeah. he should be as well-known as Santa Claus, in my opinion. I love Sam. So, um, after he ends up going through the whole ordeal and he buries, you know, buries him, gets it done, 
he goes inside and he his dad or his son's still yelling dad and you can see the stress he's like really stressed out and he's like cracking his neck he grabs a big kitchen knife right off the thing and he's like i'm down in the basement and he walks in there with the knife you they set it up that you think he's going to murder his child. Yeah. And then instead he jabs it and it's into a decapitated head. And he has his son sitting in front of him and he's like, I told you I always have trouble with the eyes. And he's going to start helping him carve the eyes out of this decapitated head. It's Thurman, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Thurman's decapitated head in the segment. What do you guys think of this segment and the ending of it, especially? Well, first of all, I was kind of confused because he's like in the bag in the ground outside while the kid is yelling, come help me with the eyes. Like, but the kid is alive in the, in the hole. There's so like, a second how kid. He... There's a second kid. There's two kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. That yeah. Cause the one that grabs his so arm has like a, uh, a clown costume or something yeah. on? Yeah, it's a different kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay, well, that clears that up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Of, so we'll do like we did with Creep Show. We'll rate each segment if you want. You want to do that? Uh, sure. Lydia? Um, how many segments are there? Five. 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 Yeah, not very much. There's one two, three, four segments in, in the opening and closing. Are we reading them in order or just like... As we talk about it, of... we'll, rate, we'll rate each one. And then we'll do the full, what we think of the whole movie. I'm not okay, going to break well, out my spreadsheet. Or we don't have to. It's just, you know, we can just... I Like, personally, this one is probably my least favorite. Okay. Um, just because I really cannot watch the scene of the kid puking being poisoned like i cannot watch that i mean it's it's not only disgusting but it's like a fear of mine to like be poisoned and die that way so it's like i don't know maybe i'm just like super sensitive and paranoid for a horror fan but like that is so graphic to me like, yeah. I can watch a lot of horror, and, like, seeing his head on the plate is fine, but, like, I look away every time that part comes on. I'm like, I'm not watching that kid puke up blood like that. <laughs> Derek, your thoughts on the first segment? Um, I thought for an... Oh, I mean, I, I thought it was strong for an opening segment. Um, and uh, I think going into the movie, if you don't really have an understanding of uh, how the movie is laid out, you're... You know, once that segment ends, you're like, okay, well, where are they going to go from here? <laughs> but uh, it is very strong. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's not my favorite segment, but it's not my least favorite either. So, yeah, I like one. it. <clears throat> I agree. I think it's a strong segment. I know what you mean, Lydia. It's gross, but it also is very, it sets the tone of the movie very well because it's very funny as, and also dark and macabre at the same time. So it like walks that that tightrope balance between the two, and I think that's why I enjoy it so much. And I enjoy Dylan Baker's teacher character because he's like, just his principal is just so like disgusted with everything, and he's like, thinks he's better than everyone and all of this stuff. So I really enjoyed that. 
Um, but yeah, it's a strong. T- it's not my favorite either. Yeah, um, I, I can't I, wait I, to. Go ahead. I, I I know what my favorite segment is, and I'm thinking it might be some of your guys's too. I can tell you one thing. I uh, I love that they set him up as like the King Shark kind of character. Yes, which we'll get into love, in, in love the next that. segment. Yes, love it, love it too. So yeah, we set the tone with him being this big, strong, you know, like serial killer character, and he'll get his comeuppance. So the next segment is the uh, Halloween school bus massacre. So in the Halloween school bus massacre, um. Basically, these these kids, these three kids, show up at this girl named Hannah's house um, to take her, basic, essentially to have them go with them to the the, the water, the this area, because she makes the, the rock best, quarry. The wa- rock quarry, because she creates the best jack-o'-lanterns, is what they tell her. Because she does. We see her house, and she's got this beautiful yard of just jack-o'-lanterns. I want that yard so bad. The money she spent on pumpkins. I told Jake and was like, "Let's, I want to do that. Can I have that yard?" (laughs) You'd have to grow your own, otherwise you spend a small fortune on just pumpkins. I got a few plants growing out there. Pumpkins? (laughs) Yeah, but they're the little pumpkins. (laughs) So Ah. you just do a a scaled down version of it, like mini tiny faces. That'd be so cute. Look at all the little tiny faces. And then have a big one eating a small one. That's my contribution to it. To your yard. Your pumpkin yard. <laughs> I think it's great. That's hilarious. Oh, so basically there's a there's a jock character here, like a nice guy character. Uh, his yeah. name is uh what is it? Uh Chip. Is Chip the nice one? Is it Chip Carroll? Not Chip Carroll. Nobody will get that joke, but you, me, and like Joey. <laughs> Nobody else has to get that joke, but me, you, and Joey. Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so she, he kind of he kind of smooth talks her into coming because he's like real nice to her and tells her, "Hey, you know, I really really want you to come along." And she kind of gets, has a crush on this guy. She kind of swings. So Hannah is kind of different. She she marches to a beat of a different drum. She dresses different. She's kind of witchy. And basically, you can tell that she's an outcast, right? Yeah. And so um, they take her down to the rock quarry. And as she's on her way down to the rock quarry, she sees, you know, or we see Sam. And then uh, they get onto the elevator and take it all the way down to the bottom. And once they get down there, they tell the story of the Halloween school bus massacre. Which is basically a. There was this school for mentally challenged children, and they yep. were a burden on their parents. They, so the parents had been so fed up with these with their children, terrible, terrible people, that they um, paid the the bus driver to essentially lock them all, handcuff them all in restraints on the school bus and take it over the rock quarry. All of the kids are dressed in Halloween costumes. This takes place in the 60s. All of them are dressed in Halloween costumes. Like the main one is dressed in 
as Dracula. He's wearing a Dracula mask. And this is the most heartbreaking segment for me. For sure. Because I just feel, as I'm I'm just like, so the one kid realizes that they passed his home. And he's saying, home, home, I want to go home. So the bus driver takes them all there, drops a candy bar in each one, and he gets out of the bus. And he's kind of like thinking about it, you know, what, what he's been asked to do, what he's supposed to do here. Well, meanwhile, the the kid... He doesn't actually make it out of the bus. Yeah, right, right. He's just thinking about it. And the main kid... Um, Gets out of his, his restraints. restraints. Breaks yeah. his restraints and... And runs to the, the front of the bus. And runs to the bu- front of the bus to take it and drives it off of the quarry. They all go in. The bus driver escapes out of it. Crawls out of it. Uh, out of the, the water. And all of the children drown. So the urban legend is this happened. They never caught the bus driver. And uh, if, you know, you, you, you take the pumpkins down there to, to basically as, a, as an altar to them, right? Is kind of how mm-hmm. it's supposed to be? Yeah, I think so. Uh, basically, you're giving it a... Um, a sacrifice to them, you know, here's our offering, offering yeah. to them. So they tell her this whole story, and then they start hearing stuff and run off, and all of a sudden the, the one kid starts getting attacked, and his gut starts being ripped out, and, and another person gets attacked and by the zombie people. And um, so her and the, the boy run, into the, the elevator, and, and she's terrified. She's crying. She's crying, whimpering, and that's when he finally calls it off, because it was all just a big practical joke to scare her. Well, after that's when she turns. She realizes that these are terrible people. They only took her down there to be mean to her and make fun of her. So the one uh, bitchy student the leader of the clique yeah. decides it'd be cool to kick the jack-o'-lantern into the quarry, which of course wakens the actual zombie kids yep. who wrecks them. Like, actually starts uh, eating them for real, killing every single kid. It gets to the point where the the boy runs to the elevator where she is waiting because the jack-o'-lanterns are keeping her safe at bay. She runs to the elevator and she just stares at him as she hits the button. Well, she grabs the key. Yep. And then she goes and she hits the button. Yeah. And just leaves them there and they get everything that they deserve. Yeah. So she leaves them to the zombie kids. And as she's leaving with her pumpkins, she sees Sam watching over her. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you guys, there's a lot to unpack there. What do you guys think of this segment? I love it. I think it's a great segment. It that could be a whole movie. I feel like, um, yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's really good. That little girl, the kids did amazing. Yeah, but that little girl is just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the girl that plays Hannah. Yeah, she's great in it. Derek, 
You know, it's like they uh, they backed up a dump truck of tragedy and just dumped it all over this segment. Because you have the underlying story of the uh, handicapped children that essentially get killed because their parents are tired of having them. That's awful so people. sad, man. Awful people, yeah. That is so, so sad. sad. You know, and then uh, you, you get these uh, four kids that are essentially bullying and tormenting this. And she's off. I imagine she's autistic or something along those lines. She had some, you know, uh, something yeah, going on. Different. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so then you have them uh, playing this terrible practical joke on them. Now, I'm not saying that uh, I wouldn't have done it to anybody that, um, you know, that uh, kind of fit that, that bill. But, you know, you might do it to your friends. But not to somebody yeah. who could literally traumatize. Well, and also not to somebody life. that's not already your friend, right? I mean, we've, right, we've, yeah. some, we've done some uh, fucked up shit to each other, but we, we know each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, we never take it too far. And they definitely took it too far when she fell down and she hit her head. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, and that in crying. and of itself, yeah, yeah. Could, have, uh, could have ended, you know, pretty poorly, so... Yeah, whenever she's riding up that elevator and she's just watching these three kids get eaten alive by these ghost zombies, you just can't help but have a little bit of satisfaction in that. No, absolutely agree. I love this segment, too. Uh, like you said, it's a good way to put it, the dump truck of tragedy, because there is so many tragic elements to it, but it's also a quite empowering segment, right? Because mm -hmm. it's a segment where um, this bully person gets basically uh revenge and, and she doesn't even do have to do anything she just yeah. is spared because she respected the dead yeah essentially she respected the dead and her respect of the dead kept her safe yeah she's a smart girl which is why i think sam was sitting there well i also like that she had a really good understanding of the history of the uh the, the Celtic legends. I mean, she was trying to tell oh, the Halloween. little, yeah, the little pirate kid. She was trying to tell him some of the stuff as they're walking to this rock quarry, and he's just like, "Hey." There's a there's a bit in here that really cracked me up, and I that we I glossed over when they're trying to gather pumpkins for it. They go to this woman's house, and they're 100 percent having a, a swinger key party. 100. percent She's, dressed, she's yeah. dressed as a cat, and she's like. You want to come in? To these like the right. <laughs> no, she asked him if she wanted to drink. It's just our little well, secret. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So funny. And she's like, "Why was he dressed like a hot dog?" <laughs> well, it, wasn't it the coach was dressed like a hot dog and he yeah. was uh, butt humping a pig? <laughs> yeah, butt humping a pig. <laughs> oh God. Oh uh, yeah. That's Every town's got a got a club, you know. You know, yeah, we we had ours, Eric. We never partook in that. I don't know what you're no, talking about. No, I'm saying we had our uh, we had our, our our teachers that, you know. Ah, I see. Up. Yes, yes. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All you have to do is search in our area for uh, PE teachers, and you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Poor bastard. So yeah, I love this segment. It's a super strong segment as well. Um, so then we get this next segment, which this next segment is intertwined, like most of them are, 
but this one's intertwined literally throughout the entire run of the of the movie, which is um, you have Anna Paquin playing a uh, a girl that's out with her sisters, and basically she's talking about losing her virginity, you know, and she's you know it's time you've got to lose it, <clears throat> so you've got to do all this stuff, you got to do all that stuff, and. Like there's some really funny beats in there. They they go to a, a basically a store to search for costumes, a costume shop, and they're being like perved on by this little kid at one point. Um, and she ends up dressing up as Little Red Riding Hood. And she's like, "Don't you guys think it's a little too on the nose?" And they're like, "No, it's great. You look great." And they're all like, you know, about it. So they start flirting with the deadly cashier. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, hey, you want to hook up with, you know, well, blah, blah, I've got to get off. You know, I get off at such and such time. And uh, so this whole time you're thinking that she's trying to lose her virginity. And uh, she's like, I don't really know if I want to do this. I don't know the right guy. You know, I want it to be special. And she's like, everybody says they want it to be special. And trust me, honey, it usually never is. You know, that sort of bit. I would say hers is quite special, actually. Yeah, yes. It, it ends up being. So, um, meanwhile, in the same time frame, there's a um, vampire on the loose, it seems. We see a, a woman at the party um, at, like, the, the whole town celebration. Starts, like, making out with, with this guy. And he's, like, dressed like a phantom, has, like, the, the black... Uh, mask and the cape and everything and he starts kissing her or whatever and and then she starts realizing that she's bleeding and you see that he has fangs and she basically bleeds out on the party in front of everybody but they think she's part of the show so they just move on mm -hmm. costume, and the vampire moves on so she does she decides she doesn't want to hook up with that cashier guy anna packwood does and well, wasn't the her friend hooks up with the cashier. Yes, her friend hooks up with him. And her they friend tries to hook her up, up with, with the baby the, face. With the, with the baby faced weird kid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> tries to hook her up with the. And she's like, oh, as if, what? Ew. You is know, he, she goes, what? Is he cute? And she's like, yeah. And he's got a great personality, so he's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's offensive. Thank you. So we see the vampire guy, like, basically take a liking to Red. Oh, yeah. And who wouldn't? No, no, exactly. Exactly. Who wouldn't? Anna Paquin's a very attractive woman. Um, so she's walking alone in the woods, Little Red Riding Hood, of course. And she's basically attacked by the vampire. And he's saying, like, little jokes about, you know, Huffing and puffing and all this stuff, and he's like this big macho like alpha, and then he attacks and the, like you know we cut to black, and then the next thing we know they're at the party. We see the the one guy like eating some food like the weird baby face guy. He's right here. <laughs> we see all these beautiful girls in these. Hudley guys, and and weird cashier guy, you know all this stuff, and um, 
all of a sudden a figure drops in the Red Riding Hood paint. What the heck is that? Heck is what? Oh, did that you hear noise. it? Yeah, yeah, did you hear it, Lynn? Was it cracking? Yeah. That was the chair I'm sitting on. Like, these chairs are terrible. <laughs> it sounded like a really loud applause back there. Ah. Uh. Sorry about that, Derek. I'm glad we pointed that out. Now you. <laughs> it was like, slap, slap, slap. <laughs> we didn't address it. People would have been wondering the same thing. <laughs> we'll just cut this bit out. When, what's the timestamp? It's like a minute, too. This is the best. Or, uh, this is the best bit. We've got to keep hour. it. I say we keep it. Um, so <laughs> we'll keep it. <laughs> a caped figure drops, and the sisters all gather around it because she's caped in the Red Riding Hood stuff. They pull it off, and they see it's the the vampire, bloody and whimpering like a coward. And that's when we finally realize who the vampire is. And who's the vampire, guys? It's the principal. Yeah, it's the principal. And we realize not only is he trying to kill kids, he just kills anybody. He's a fucking psycho, this guy. Yeah. Well, he even mentions, like, in his in the first segment that he's got a date later. Yes. And so he goes on his date. And, uh, well, the, the hunter became the prey is essentially what happens yeah. here. Because we find out that the first wasn't in terms of virginity. It was her first wolf transformation and her first live uh, human that she's going to eat. Because they are all a, a pack. Pack of werewolves. of werewolves. Yeah. Pack of werewolves. All right. So um, there's this really great transformation scene where all of the... Uh, the werewolves start changing and they start feasting on uh, all of these unsuspecting males who they thought who thought they were the prey, but they were, or that they thought they were the hunters, but they were the prey. And um, what's the line she says to him? What what big eyes you have? Is that what it is? Oh yeah. Oh, what big eyes you have? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of this segment? my favorite it's your favorite segment yeah i uh i mean from the beginning of it and i don't think it i think it's intertwined with another um what might be this segment anyway whenever they're in the costume shop and they're Mm -hmm. like trying on the costumes and uh like their banter that they're having back and forth and you're just like the lady's like ladies there are children yeah 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 and uh but then once you realize like what they are Mm -hmm. if you go back to the uh, conversation that they were having it has a whole different context yes, yes and context, i love yes, that yeah. yeah and uh also the elf dude the cashier if you're ever at a party and you're surrounded by chuds and all hot girls you need to leave because yeah. <laughs> something bad's about to happen <laughs> yeah some bad news lydia what's your thoughts on this segment I really like this one a lot. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's definitely up there. And this one stood out to me. Like I like I said, I watched this in high school, and this is always the scene I think of 
uh, when I think of this movie. So it's definitely impactful that first time you realize that they are werewolves and like their whole conversation that you just watched did not mean what you thought it meant is great. Yeah. Yeah. I also love this segment. I remember first time I watched it, like, you know, Oh, okay. Yeah. I had no idea that they were werewolves at first. And then once um, that reveal happens, it's great. It's fantastic because you think that it's, you think the monster of that story is uh, a vampire. Yeah. That's what you're led to believe. You're misdirected to believe the monster of the story is going to be a vampire and these girls have to fight a vampire. But instead, we're thrown on our heads and find out that actually this guy is an idiot pretending to be a vampire and he just got messed up by some werewolves. By the way, uh, karma is a biatch. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it gets people in this in this movie for sure. Yeah, I'd love that that reveal as well. I love it's, it's him. I love Sam sitting on the uh, sitting on the logs, watching the whole the whole thing happen, because he's interspoused through you know out all of these segments. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the last segment, uh, which is um, called Sam. Where good old the good old neighbor we find out is Krieg. Right? Uh, yeah, it's it's Mr. Wilkins' neighbor, Krieg. And it's played by the uh, fantastic Brian Cox. And we find out that he hates Halloween. Hates everything to do with Halloween. Little kid, some kids come up to trick-or-treat and he sends his, this scary-looking dog thing at him and they run off and you find out it's this little yappy dog with like this... Dude. I'm totally going to buy a dog for no other reason I have it for Halloween and do this to some kids. <laughs> Put some glowing eyes on him and <laughs> open yeah, the door and it would be really dark. Oh my god, that would be <laughs> Cracks me up. So we find oh, out man. that he just hates everything Halloween. Uh, doesn't like candy. Doesn't Just nothing. He does take one of the kids' candy bars because he that they dropped because he's like, why not? But he's flipping through the channels and you like everything about the, uh, like, you see stuff on Halloween and he's hating all of it. Turning all of it. Just not into Halloween at all. When we find out why he's not into Halloween, because it start, we start to realize that he is the bus driver from the Halloween mm-hmm. uh, massacre. So his hatred of Halloween comes from what happened that day. Which is understandable. Yep. Except that he was he was party to it. It was his, his thing, you know. Um, so then he gets a trick or treater, and it's Sam, looking as cute as ever. And they get in. Uh, eventually, they get into this big blowout fight in the in the house. So um, some crazy shit happens throughout this fight. We we there's this great scene where he Cree goes upstairs. And he hears a noise upstairs, so he takes his gun, and he goes up, and basically it's Sam in the room. Mm-hmm. And he attacks him. And well, first he sees that uh, mechanical hand. Yes. The, uh, uh, what is it, like a mummy hand? Yeah. The, the That's crawls. so cool. Yeah. yeah Got to get one of get, those. Yeah, those are cool. 
Yeah, so then he's attacked by Sam. Because this, he, Sam saw him turn away trick-or-treaters and also knows who he is. So he's like, I'm not a fan of this, you know. So he, they, he throws him against the wall. He fucks up Krieg's leg. And uh, eventually Krieg ends up blowing off his hand and shooting him in the head. After he unmasks him. He unmasks Sam we realize that Sam is a pumpkin-headed... Head, yeah. Like a pumpkin-headed freak. Like, he's a he's a jack-o'-lantern underneath. Pumpkin pie hair-coated freak. <laughs> he's a monster. He's a monster, Sam is. So he shoots off his hand and shoots him in the head. And then Sam puts himself back together. He, it's all pumpkin guts. So the pumpkin guts start to reform, reforms his hand reforms him and uh eventually it, it rips his mask open and he takes a bite of the jack or of the uh his lollipop and he goes to stab Krieg with it and when he hits him it's uh he stabs candy, candy bar so he raises it up and just decides oh, I'm gonna eat this candy bar and he leaves him he walks, just walks out. So then we cut, and then see Krieg. He's all bandaged up, and he's now handing out candy to kids with jack o' lanterns and shit because he got the the spirit of Halloween thrown back into him. Um, so he's handing the candy out and stuff, and then he gets a knock on the door, and he opens it up, and it's all the zombie kids. From the uh, from the quarry, said trick or treat, and they all come in, and we get that comic book freeze of him like being basically ripped apart by the zombie kids, and we end uh, that segment. What do you guys think of this segment? It's perfect. It is. It's a it's a nice little bow to tie it all together. I liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, this is my favorite segment. This is my favorite segment of the of all of them. I love that we get to see so much of Sam. I love Sam's design. I love uh, how he basically is forcing the spirit of Halloween into this guy and also getting retribution for the, the stuff that he did in the past, his comeuppance with the, with the kids. I love how once Sam leaves, he walks out and he, we see every... All the other characters, this is where they all intertwine. We see that the principal's son is wearing his shirt, handing out candy. We see uh, Hannah pulling her, her wagon full of jack-o'-lanterns. Uh, we see the girls walk by. We see, and then that's where we Sam is kind of just taking in the lay of the land, and that's when he sees uh, the girl blow out the jack-o'-lantern. And we go back to the uh, back to the beginning. At that point, we realize that the beginning was actually the ending of everything. Mm-hmm. So, that was trick or treat. What are your guys' thoughts on trick or treat? Let's start with you, Derek. Uh, so I do like how they uh, intertwined every aspect of this movie. Um, it did jump around a little bit, and at, at times. It, you were kind of like, 
you had to get your bearings and be like, where am I in this? Okay, this is where I'm at. Um, but I did like that aspect. Uh, and it was a great movie overall. It was very entertaining. And I had a lot of fun watching it. Lydia, what are your thoughts on Trick or Treat? I think it's a masterpiece. It's pretty close. It's it's a, it's like mind-blowing to me that they haven't made more like this. But I imagine it's probably pretty hard to make such a good movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, and they, and you don't want it to be like too similar, you know. I mean, do you have another Sam story, or do you, you know? I mean, you almost have to have Sam in Sam, it. Yeah, Sam will hundred percent be in it. Yeah, Sam would yeah. have yeah. to be in. It. He'd be the through line to everything. Yeah, I would imagine. He's so cool. He is perfect. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I love this movie. I think it also is a, is a masterpiece, near masterpiece at least. And Sam is just the coolest mascot. He's the mascot for Halloween. It's mm -hmm. Michael Myers and Sam. I mean, <laughs> that's Halloween, right? Um, let's get our pumpkin ratings real fast. Uh, Derek, what, what are you going to rate this one? Uh, I'm going to rate this one out. Eight. Eight. <laughs> An eight. Wow, that was a uh, that was special. <laughs> <laughs> so eight out of ten pumpkins for you. Eight out of ten. Lydia, what's your pumpkin rating for this? I think I'm gonna give this one a nine. Mm, yeah. I think it's that good. No, I. Hey, you're not gonna get an argument out of me. I am personally gonna give this movie. A 9.5. Oh, it is come on. so close to a 10. I'm saving my 10. I'm saving my 10. But Don't this is, save it. This Give is them as out. close to a 10 as you're going to get. I mean, for at least a couple more weeks. <laughs> just to, let's just throw it out there. It's going to happen. But um, <laughs> this, uh, no, this is one of my, like I said, this is in my Halloween rotation. I think it's. One of the best, it's one of the best movies about the holiday of Halloween, just in general, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's one of yeah. the best, uh, it's one of the best anthology movies. And it created a great character in Sam, like just the perfect Halloween mascot. And the fact that he came up with, you know, Michael Doherty came up with him and then was like, well, this is what he looks like. And he's the cutest, most awesome thing ever. You're just like, I wish Sam would hang out with me. <laughs> oh, Sam is going to hang out with me. You better believe one year Clark's Clark going to go soon. with Sam. Yeah. We've got to hit Chucky and we got to hit Sam <laughs> while he's within this age bracket. You know who else you should hit? You should hit uh, the dwarves from Phantasm. Ah, uh, yeah, we could do that, you know. <laughs> People might I think really... you're Jawas and that'll work just fine, too. I've really got to fight my wife on this stuff. <laughs> well, just because she wants him to be some lame shit. <laughs> like a dinosaur. Yeah, I know. Listen, when I was in kindergarten, I went as Freddy Krueger for Halloween. Did you really? <laughs> I did. So the year before that, I was Beetlejuice. And then on uh, when I was in kindergarten, on Halloween, I went as... Uh... So for the, for the school party, so we had two parties in kindergarten basically so um, um during the day for halloween my parents made me go to school dressed as the ultimate warrior 
Because Your parents made you? They didn't feel it was appropriate for me to be Freddy Krueger, a child murderer, during kindergarten class. So they made me be Ultimate Warrior. But that night for Halloween, at the actual school party that we got to go to at the bowling alley in free actual trick-or-treating, I was Freddy. And it was awesome. There's a You're great cut picture. from a different cloth, man. There's a picture, there's a great picture of me uh, with my grandpa, my dad's dad. My grandpa Bob, who was like one of my biggest influences in my life. And there's a great picture of me as a kid as a kindergarten Freddy pretending to cut off his ear because I had just watched Freddy's Dead. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'll try to find a picture of that and we'll put it up here if we can find it. But there's definitely a picture of me as Freddy. Uh, and Halloween, or uh, in the kindergarten. So, guys, any any uh, other thoughts on Trick or Treat? Besides the fact that we want a sequel, right? I mean, we need a sequel. Yeah, yeah we do. Any other we thoughts? We need one. Like, why haven't they done that yet? Come there on. Was a, from what I read, years. actually, I just read this earlier today, because um, I was thinking about it. I was like, why don't we have a sequel to this? And Michael Doherty announced in 2009 that he was planning the sequel. Um, and then a sequel was announced in October of 2013. But there is a change in Legendary's management. And it never went through because of regime mm-hmm. change. And that's a Hollywood thing. Regime changes, they like to just cancel everything that the previous guy had greenlit out of ego, essentially. So I'll tell you what. If I became a regime change, if I was a studio exec, and they were like, well, John had greenlit Trick or Treat 2, I'd say, shit, yeah, keep that on the slate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't care if it was my idea. It's going through. And he we'll probably had signed over all the rights to to that to them. Yeah, I'm guessing so. That's terrible. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Knock on wood, and let's hope that we get a trick or treat too. It'll happen eventually. I think it'll happen eventually. You know what? I would have made a sequel and just called it Trickin' and Treatin'. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Trickin' and Treatin'. You go, Trickin' ain't easy. <laughs> That's oh right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. You could call it Tricks and Treats. There you go. And that way, since it's a sequel. Or <laughs> you can call it trucking and fucking. <laughs> You're getting into a different genre there. I think your brother would start now. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely getting into a different genre. <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, what's next week's movie, guys? <laughs> I got it pulled up here. Uh, it is Wolfman. Lydia, this is your pick, right? This is original, my pick. Right? Yeah, tell yep. us which version we're watching. And the if, original. If, is there any anywhere they can find it? Nope. Do you know if it's... Good luck. <laughs> I actually think Quincy has a copy of this. I, I think she does, yeah. I have a copy of this. Okay, I'm... so we all have a copy. So <laughs> Let our viewers know where we can... Can, Viewers, uh, just go buy it. You need it. I bet you can probably watch it on like Turner Classic Movies or something like that. Uh, you might be able to since you it's around can. Halloween. 
So it's free on Peacock. Well, no, that's the that's the new one. Let me let me put in the uh, what year is that, guys? 1941, right? I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, it is 1941. It is on Prime Video. Um, let me actually do this this way so it'll actually work. Um, so yes, it is on Prime Video. You can buy it from. Uh, so you have to rent it or buy it from Prime Video, Apple TV, YouTube, Google, Vudu. So it's available on those sites to to watch if you don't already own it. Um, I recommend picking it up. It's a great one. We'll get into it next week. What, Derek? I actually think mine might be in storage now that I think about it. Anyway. Well, we can just share it amongst ourselves if we have to. There we we'll go. Have, we'll have Lydia upload it to the cloud. Does she know how to do any of that? Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll cut all this. <laughs> Does she know? Does she know how to do it is the question. Lydia's smart. She'll figure it out. She'll figure it out. She always does. I'll so, Google it. Go to one of those streaming sites or buy the Universal uh, DVD set or Blu-ray. They have a great monster movie Blu-ray set, Universal does, which is fantastic. Um, I have the DVD versions with the Dracula and Wolfman combinations and stuff. So uh, that's what we're watching next week. So be sure to check that out before next week. Uh, Again, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, leave some comments so then we can put them on the air and answer your questions. Uh, we'll have some news coming up about some potential uh, new things coming out. That'll be exciting. Uh, we're working on the movie. It'll be out soon. We'll give you an update on that as well. Derek and I just spent an entire weekend editing, so that was fun. We got a lot done, right, Derek? We did get a lot done. Um, anything else I'm forgetting, guys? Like, subscribe, uh, the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, the, uh, follow me on Twitter at, I'm at Racket. Um, we have an Instagram at, well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) So, remember, folks, that's, uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, for uh, Lydia Judy and Derek Lemaster, I'm Jamie Hiles. And remember, if you're going to scream, scream scream bloody bloody movies. movies. Scream bloody movies. Good night, folks.